Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,865. This week we're celebrating the 70th annual Pebble Beach Concord d'Elegance that takes place Sunday, August 15th at the Lodge in Pebble Beach, California. To learn more, go to pebblebeach.net. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm very excited today because I'm in beautiful Pebble Beach, California with the first guest who's had four appearances here, Sandra Button. Sandra, do you have any gear and are you ready to release the clutch? (laughs) Of course, always for you, Mark. Well, thank you. Yeah, and you certainly are. Now, as I mentioned, you're the first four-peter, four-timer, I don't know what you would call it, but first time anyone who's been on the show, and it's kind of cool that it's a woman too, because I've had lots of women. I just last week went over my 300th guest as a woman here on Cars Yeah, so I've always tried to promote women in the automotive sector. You know, the fact that you're number four again here on Cars Yeah is a real testament to longevity, which is something we're going to be talking about today for both you and Pebble Beach, because this is kind of a special one, right? Well, it's long awaited uh, yeah. <laughs> our 70th anniversary, which which uh, was supposed to be, of course, last August. But mm-hmm. we're delighted to be on the road and on our way to 70, which is, you know, just just weeks away. Hard to imagine 70 years. Well, let me give you a proper introduction and we're going to dive into some questions about your past with the Pebble Beach, current and the future and uh, this incredible time span that you spent with it. Sandra Button celebrates her 36th year. Am I right with that? You've been involved for 36 years? I sure have. Holy cow. That's over over half as long as the Concours has been in in presence. As she said, it's the 70th anniversary. She's the chairman of the Pebble Beach Concours d'Elegance, so that means she's kind of got her finger on the pulse here. Uh, That means that she's been an integral part of this event for over half of the event's lifespan. That's absolutely incredible. She is the executive director and has helped to inspire and guide the growth of the collector car hobby into a truly global celebration of the automobile. Sonder participates and officiates in automotive events from Asia to the Middle East to South America. She and her husband, Martin, have an eclectic collection of automobiles that they drive in events, including some very cool events like the Mealy Melia, the London to Brighton Veteran Car Run, and many, many others. She's a member of the Royal Automobile Club and Classic Car Club of America and the Motor Press Guild, along with the Society of Automotive Historians. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our valued sponsor, we're at Pebble Beach Concord. This is going to be an amazing event. So keep the seatbelts on and we will be right back. Are you ready to get out and hit the road? Boy, I sure am. This country has so much to offer and what better way than to get out and drive. Covercraft protects the things that move you. From protective covers for the outside of your vehicles to the inside with dash covers, seat covers, and sunscreens, all creatively designed to keep your vehicle cool for those roadside stops for a meal or to take in the view. Covercraft custom tailors their designs for your special vehicles and manufacturers with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Road trips can be hard on your vehicle surfaces, so protect them. And when you get home, 
cleanup is fast and easy. And you want to get a deal? Well, I've got one just for you. Use the code YA21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off compliments of cars, yeah. Simply use the code YEAH21, yeah, 21 at checkout. I've been protecting my vehicles with Covercraft covers since 1975. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Go to Covercraft.com today. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled are stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. They're the ones that insure my car. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, we are back. So let's start by talking about what Pebble Beach means to you. Now, You're a gardener, I understand, and your mother is an amazing master gardener of which she's taught you much of her craft. And I've heard you talk about what you call the language of cars and that it's much like the language of flowers. What does that concept mean to you? And what has Pebble Beach meant to you over all these years? I know it's a big question. That's a lot of questions all in one there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Pebble Beach for me, I'm not a golfer, so it's it's all about cars, and it's all about the Pebble Beach Concours, uh, that fantastic one week a year where uh, golf is not king and cars are. So uh, that's uh, something to strive for all year long, is and it gives you know it gives a big purpose to my life. Missing a year has really underscored the fact that you know it's the people that bring the cars mm-hmm. and uh, missing them. Uh, not just at Pebble, but all over the world this last year. But back to the garden, because I yes. think that was you know your initial question. You know, I've always been drawn to cars, even you know as a young woman. But I didn't grow up in a car family, so we didn't talk cars at dinner. You know, there's a lot more talk with my my dad was a rocket scientist at Boeing. Uh, didn't ever hear much about his work because that's the way it was. You know, it, it wasn't something he was allowed to talk about. Mm-hmm. But mom was always busy in the garden and. Uh, I grew up knowing all the names of the flowers, you know, Latin names, all sorts of things. And I really, to this day, I can walk into a garden and those names come to me almost automatically. But cars are kind of a different thing. You know, they're not a first language to me. They're a second language. And it's something that I had to work hard at um, because I was drawn to them. And it wasn't easily something that I, you know, learned as a child. But just like flowers or gardening or, you know, the if you look at a, a big formal garden, you can appreciate the lines or the style or the significance of a car in the same way that you you know you're drawn to the 
the right grouping of plants or paths or, you know, whatever may be happening in a garden. So, I, you know, I liken the Pebble Beach Concord to that. And like you said earlier, I've, you know, I've been around for more than half and I certainly didn't plant this garden. You know, it, it started in 1950. There's been a lot of people before me that have worked hard on the Pebble Beach Concord, people like Jules Human and, and Lauren Tryon, Glenn Munger. And really, you know, my job has been to help take care of it and uh, plant and prune and, you know, make sure that it's ready for the next gardener um, when my turn is up. Well, it's a very mature garden. It certainly has been, but there's been a lot of changes with that garden over time. And we're going to get into that, but I want to step back into something you said that is a repeated topic here on Cars Yeah. Having spoken with so many people, people, that's the key. You talked about that. And every year I go to Pebble Beach, I run into all these people that I haven't even seen for a whole year, but I feel like they're my friends, my acquaintances, and even people that I see year after year, I'll go up and say, I see you here every year. Who are you? (laughs) How are you involved? And then we'll become new friends. So I would love for you to share a little bit about some of your favorite memorable moments. And I know this is going to be hard to choose because there are so many, but let's nail this down a little bit. Maybe to people, because you've been able to meet some incredible people. I know a few to name that are no longer with us. Uh, Juan Manuel Fangio, uh, Phil, of course, who uh, showed a car, who raced there at Torrey Pines and was a steadfast member and part of that whole organization, Phil Hill. Uh, So maybe let's start by talking about a few of the most memorable moments with people that you've encountered at Pebble. And for those that we're going to leave out, don't worry. (laughs) We've only got about a 40-minute show here, so don't feel bad. But just maybe a few that really stand out for you. Well, I think I think Phil's a really great person to mention because one of the things that is really interesting about the Pebble Beach Concours is that all of its roots came in motorsport. Mm. Uh, you know, the Pebble Beach Road Races, you know, started in 1950 and they were really the star of the show. The Pebble Beach Concours was an afterthought. It was merely a group of people getting together to kick tires after the races. So it wasn't, you know, wasn't the star of the show. And in fact, the early classes, most of the cars were brand new sports cars. Uh, a lot of servicemen had seen them uh, when they were, you know, in Europe or the UK, in, in, you know, during the war. And they were starting to come into this country. And, and our, our first classes were actually split up into the dollar amounts that the MSRP was on these different sports cars. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we started in motorsports with the Pebble Beach Road Races. Sadly, you know, those only happened for a number of years. Uh, the cars got too fast and there were some fatalities in the forest. And the Sports Car Racing Association of the Monterey Peninsula, which became Scramp and, and you know, did everything they needed to do to create Laguna Seca. Uh, that all started right in Del Monte Forest, right at Pebble Beach. Wow. Yeah, that's absolutely fascinating. Who are some of the other amazing characters that you've met that have been part of the event? Well, I, I, I always say, you know, as cool as cars are, and they are, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? They don't come to Pebble Beach by themselves. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to get them there. And it's the people that have the passion to preserve and expand everything to do with these cars that make the show. And so, you know, as you look back through the decades, you know, we've been fortunate enough that we've been able to bring the famous people back with their cars, whether they've been race car drivers or, you know, someone like Bertoni with the bats and uh, Scaglietti with, with his fantastic coach built cars. And those have been some of my very favorite moments. When Bertoni was on the ramp with the three bats, 
Oh yeah. I, you know, I thought to myself, I wonder if he ever saw these three cars together because I'm pretty certain that he created each one and then it left. Right. And the emotion and the reverence you could, you could just, it was tangible that day when he walked out and sort of gently touched his creations. <laughs> yes. So for me, those, those are the best moments. And, and, and sadly, Mark, those are the moments that are harder to come by now because so many of these people are gone. Oh, yeah. I remember being on the lawn and uh, Yeti walked up it to John Shirley's car the first time it was on the la- lawn, the silver Ferrari, which later became a Pebble Beach winner. And, well, it was a winner then, but a the big winner, best of show winner. And he had tears in his eyes because he'd not seen that vehicle since he built it uh, long, long ago for that famous filmmaker. Uh, I believe the story was he gave it to his girlfriend, something like that. So yeah. Omar Bergman, something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it's pretty phenomenal. And when you walk the lawn, the people you see, you just go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I mean, the Mason, Nick Mason, the drummer, and then standing there talking to an F1 driver and uh, you just go, wow, you know, Sir Sterling Moss with his wife, Susie. I mean, all these people that some are not with us anymore and, and some are, it, it's really amazing. It really, really is. Now, your life, your whole calendar, your whole life has become cars. I mean, you and Martin do so many things. You actually met your husband because of cars, right? Absolutely. I I knew Martin for years um, because he uh, ships classic cars, you know, mostly by air, you know, internationally um, all over the world for people that, you know, participate in these great events. And where did you meet him? You know, I can't exactly remember when I met him. I knew of him, and uh, we were both married to other people at the time. And then I got divorced, and so did he, and and we we ended up actually talking in person. But for years, uh, you know, he was in my Rolodex. And uh, usually if I had some sort of shipping problem or a car was stuck in customs, I would give him a call at the the worst hour to try to solve it. I need your help. I don't know if I was his favorite person, that's for certain. <laughs> well, there must have been something that clicked there because now you guys get to go out and participate in events, adventures, rallies, travel, uh, officiating uh, automotive events. I mean, you two get to do some very cool things, don't you? Well, you know, the Pebble Beach Concours is officially work, right? But mm-hmm. when you love cars and you love being around car people, there's really not there's no big lines between work and life, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not your a work life balance. It's all your life. And and I think that when you're passionate about something, you know, as great as cars are, I mean, what's not to like about old cars? There's just a million things to <laughs> you never run out of things to talk about. Uh so having the opportunity to have that interwoven into your life and car people are fantastic people. Um inclusive, interesting, curious and uh, passionate about what they love. And that's a joy to be around. It is, for sure. I'd love for you to talk about the changing times and the evolution. Now, you've been around this event for so long. You've seen a lot of changes and so forth. The hobby has changed a lot. It's opened up uh, to a much broader audience, including more countries. And you get to be involved and go to these countries and be a part of that. Can you touch on that a little bit? Well, you know, I, I, I would say that Old cars are are sort of like a passport, right? If you go on some sort of international rally, you know, you always seem to be able to drive up to the most private castle and park your cars out in front. And, you know, it it is a passport to places and, and to people. But also, I think there's an international language, right, that 
even with a language barrier or a cultural difference, the old cars bring us together in a way that's very like-minded, that bridges any of those types of gaps that might be there. Pebble Beach has opened up some amazing doors. A good example was a few years ago, the cars of the Maharaja, that you guys were able to get out of India, which typically India is not very easy place to take historic objects from. In fact, they pretty much forbid you to do that. But you had a whole bunch of them on the lawn. So this is a wonderful way that you guys and cars have opened up the world. And and that's part of what I was checking on here is that the broader audience that comes to Pebble, although this year may still be a little challenge for some people because of quarantining and things like that. However, it's a very worldly event. When you're at Pebble, you hear every language there is on the lawn and that week before when you're at parties or at events, right? Absolutely. I mean, people come from almost every continent for certain, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll get as much of that this year as we can, given given any restrictions that are still out there. This year, you know, the group of cars and the group of people, uh, especially with celebrating our 70th anniversary and, and it, having a reunion of our best of show winners, you know, we have over 40 previous best of show winners coming this year. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So even without some of the international participants who may not be able to travel, I feel it's going to be one of our most spectacular shows ever. Oh, absolutely. Now, the car world for many decades has been kind of what we call a car guy world, but it's opened up a lot for women and and women like you that have set the tone and the pace for more women being involved. I've tried very hard with this podcast to have a lot of women on the show. Over 300 women have been in the show. In fact, I just recorded a show last week with two young women and 18 and 20 year old sisters who won the great race. First time. Oh yeah, I saw, I saw your post on that. That Yeah. Fantastic. First time a woman's team has won and they're young women, which is even more encouraging to me is young people coming into the hobby. We talked about that quite a bit. What is your impression as a woman with how this changed from just being a car guy world to, no, this is about everybody. It's inclusive, much more inclusive now, and includes women being involved. Do you see some cars owned by women in particular? I know typically if it's a husband and wife, they both own the car. And what's your impression of the car world and the Concord world opening up for women? Well, you know, I don't think it really matters what you're passionate about. And, you know, maybe there's a generalization that cars and are about guys, mm-hmm. but I can honestly say that passion doesn't have a gender. Yes. So <laughs> nice you know, if you have, you know, <laughs> if you have a passion for something, you have it. And I'm happy to see more women getting acknowledged for their role in the hobby, uh, feeling included, because whether you're a car guy or a car gal, or, you know, I still call myself a car guy. I mean, it's just, you know, like <laughs> being, like being the chairman of the Pebble Beach Concord. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, you know, it's, it's really just kind of a name, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it's, it's having that curiosity, endless curiosity about all the cars and the car community in general that make you part of the tribe, right? Right. And seeing those same people all over the world at different events uh, it's like riding a bicycle. You just you just pick up where you left off and uh, start talking cars with people that are like minded, whether they're car guys or car gals. 
we all just love those cars. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you, I've seen a change over the seven years I've had this podcast. And as I mentioned, I've tried my best to bring as many women onto the show as possible. And I even dedicated the entire month of March to women again this year, uh, where I had 28 women back to back that were all in the car industry, just went over 300 women on the show. I'm seeing more and more and I'm finding more and more women, which is really great because they bring a different perspective just because, uh, I don't know if it's a gender perspective, but just a different perspective because they look at the world a little bit differently. And it helps me see things in a different way that maybe I didn't see that way. And plus more young women, which is really great too. Now in the past, Pebble Beach is known for having the best cars that are in the world on the lawn. And for a while, there was getting to a point where the term was, it's an over-restored Pebble Beach car. Now, this has changed, and I'm seeing this change, and I wanted to hear your perspective because we started seeing a preservation class on the lawn, and I thought that was really great to see cars that had just been well-loved and cared for. Uh, A new demand for originality, where even major restorers are now looking at not over-restoring vehicles. What's your impression as part of the biggest, best car concord on the planet and this whole concept? Well, I think that these cars deserve the very best treatment possible. And whatever's done to them needs to be well-documented, whether a car is lovingly preserved and, and it never got you know, the wrong sort of restoration at a certain point in its life, right? Some cars, some cars are past the point of being preserved because of what's happened to them, you know, prior, and they need a restoration. But I agree with you that a more sensitive restoration so that the car really still looks like it left the factory or the coach builder and not on a level that's, you know, hyper improved, that really doesn't reflect what the vehicle was supposed to be in the day. Looking at it from the outside, I can see where somebody might think, oh, you're like the Queen Mary, you know, a very, you know, this event's been around 70 years and it must be full of tradition, which which we are. But what I love about it, and it's always been this way, is that, that the Pebble Beach Concourse is very organic and it's, mm-hmm. and it's driven by the interests of the enthusiasts. And so when you see the change towards preservation or gently restored cars, authenticity, uh, what, you know, more post-war cars on the field, whatever it happens to be, that drive towards those types of cars and the, the feeling for, you know, restoring in that way, that all comes from the enthusiasts. Mm, yeah. And we just reflect their values. You mentioned also a shifting that we're starting to see of pre-war to post-war cars, which is a natural progression, I would think, because of time and interest in vehicles. Is that something that we will continue to see a migration of more of those post-war war, world, post-war cars on the lawn? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because we'll, we'll see a shift and uh, obviously in the last five years and then certainly in the last two or three shows – we've had more post-war cars on the field than pre-war. And uh, that, that shift, that dynamic is, is relatively recent. That being said, it's interesting to me that there's been a resurgence of interest in brass era cars. W.O. Bentleys seem to you know, be on fire because I think there's events, driving events that people enjoy. So I wouldn't say it's a one-way, a one-way street, right? I think that you get into one kind of car and, you know, often I'll see a collector bring a Ferrari every year for multiple years. And then all of a sudden I see them, you know, uh, bring an Alpha 
you know, a pre-war alpha to the show, mm. that their their interest has broadened. Um, so I think there's room for both. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about building a show like this, because you have a group of people that you work with that are class experts collecting or looking at, I should say, cars that are submitted. There's lots of cars submitted. Can you give me an idea of how many cars are submitted versus how many actually end up on the lawn? Well, it depends on the year, but it, you know, we have a selection committee of 12 people who probably call on hundreds of people that they know to fill in their knowledge mm -hmm. you know, when the entries come in. Um, a lot of entries really never even get to the selection process because maybe the cars don't, don't fit any of the classes that we have that year. Mm. But you know, I would say of the cars that are considered, we get down to you know, out of 1,000 cars, we'll get down to maybe 150. And, uh, and oh, from we a look thousand at, to a wow. Holy yeah, and cow. we look at every and we look at every single car and uh, everything that's sent in. You know, some some very quickly and some more intently. But as I say to my selection committee, you know, we need to remember that selection is actually the first step of judging. Mm. You know, to make sure that the right cars are are starting the competition. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the cars that are coming this year. You gave us a little sneak preview earlier. You're going to have uh, oh, roughly 40 or just over 40 of the past best of show winners lined up there. I'm guessing they're going to be along the waterfront there. They sure are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are a few of those? If you can touch on just a couple, we won't mention all 40, but that's a lot of cars. <laughs> well, you know, our earliest winner that won early in the in the process, of course, was a, was Phil Hill's car. Mm. And Phil was sort of embarrassed that day because he won the races and was still in his race overalls. Oh wow. Uh, when he found out that he won best of show, his family's Pierce Arrow was the first sort of old car that had won best of show prior to that they'd all been brand new cars mm -hmm. so so that car will be there ralph lauren is sending both of his best of show winners wow. so nice. uh the bugatti atlantique and the and the and the count trossi mercedes nice wonderful to see those cars there and then you know we have a number of fantastic duesenbergs and in, including the mormon meteor Mm. that you know the <laughs> sj speedster that's coming back yeah um but I, I think our earliest best of show winner as far as the year of the car uh is a is a 22 hispano Ooh. um and then there's a lot of cars from the 30s you, you know i would say that 1937 is probably the year where we have most you know more winners than ever mm. interesting yeah you know 36 37 38 there were there were a lot of fantastic cars but 37 really is the year where we see the most. And I, I think we have seven cars coming back that have won best of show that are all from 1937. Wow. And you imagine being the winner this year and getting to park your car next to that lineup. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be some people fighting for that win. That's for sure. Well, I think, it, I think it's going to be interesting as a judge to walk past 40 best of show winners and sort of think to yourself, wow, you know, would I choose that car again? You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if we, we had years where there were bigger sort of coach built giant, more giant touring cars winning and then some swoopy French, you know, teardrop type things yeah. and everything in between. Right. A number of Packards and uh, big Mercedes, uh, you know, the voisin. Um, I, oh, I mean, oh, Josh, so yeah. <laughs> I could just imagine walking that line and getting your eye in and thinking, 
and then turning around to the competition part of the field and thinking, how does this translate? You know, right. what, what best of show really car really caught my eye from the past and what is similar on the field today? Yeah. That is, you know, in competition. So it's going to be incredible. I know, I know I'm going to think, think about that a little bit as I walk, walk the field. Now, another class you have coming, Paninfarina, which you're going to have uh, four full classes, I understand, and yeah. a Ferrari class too, right? Yeah, actually, in the Paninfarina classes, we have two uh, Ferrari classes, Paninfarina late and, and early cars, because there's so many examples of beautiful coach-built Paninfarina Ferraris. Oh, gosh, yes. And then, of course, we'll have a pre-war class because it's their 90, 90th anniversary. Wow. And a post-war, you know, mixed mark class. Mm. Uh, so they'll, they'll be, uh, I think, 40, like almost 30, 35 Paninfarina-bodied cars on the field. Ooh, fantastic. And I understand Lamborghini's bringing a couple Countach's aboard, right? The first prototype and the last one built. Is that correct? Yeah, and... It, isn't it wild to think that Countach is 50 years old? I you mean, know, you, that, make, that yeah. certainly makes me feel old. Yeah, I'm you're talking saying. about all these these ages, 90 years, and, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting old. This is incredible. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I got to see that first prototype, Countach, at the factory. It's green. And the story the lady told us was, I said, well, there's a chip here, and it looks like this car was red once. And she smiled and said, well, yes, uh, Mr. Uh, Lamborghini built the first one and took it out to a show, and he didn't want everyone to think there was only one. So we brought it back to the factory and painted it green, and they took it to another show. Carol Shelby did that little trick uh, with some of his Cobras. So I, I don't know if the car is still green or not. I guess we'll find out. We will. I, yeah. won't, I won't let the secret out. No, so. don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, and then I understand Ken Gross has put together a, a very special group of cars. Oh, well, you know, Ken Gross is amazing. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, what? not only does he have the knowledge, but, you know, the passion and the discipline to, to go after all these cars. But, uh, you know, we have a fantastic group of cars uh, honoring Miller. Yes. And um, you just won't believe the special cars that are coming yeah. that, uh, you know, represent what Miller did for racing and, you know, starting in the early 20s and, and, and going through, you know, into the late 30s. Just just fantastic cars. I got to spend a day with three Millers at a photo shoot and I was blown away. The simplicity, the elegance, but the complexity of those race cars. Uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. And Ken does. I mean, what a machine. What, oh, you know, gosh. And, and, <laughs> And, and, you know, our earliest Miller, I think, is 23, and then they go all the way through the different eras, through 37, and you'll just see the way that they thought, and they mm. and they revised the cars to get faster and more competitive. It's going to be a great group of cars. Now, I follow you on social media, and you guys put a post out uh, the other week about early electric cars, including two Rikers yeah. That's kind of cool and appropriate for these times with this as fast as electric cars are coming on the market. Uh, tell us a little bit about that group of vehicles. Well, you know, it's funny to think when you, you talk to young people about electric cars in general, and then I say, well, we're, you know, we're going to have a, a class of early electric cars on the field. And they're like, really? Like, you know, from the 80s or the, <laughs> how early? And I say, oh, well, actually, 1896 yes. is, is our earliest car. And uh, I think that's a big surprise to everybody mm -hmm. that, uh, uh, you know, that one of our early Rikers is actually owned by a member of the Riker family. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. 
lucky them. Yeah. It's still in their family. I just I just think that's a great story. I think it's great. And in fact, the first uh, car that Ferdinand Porsche built was an electric car. Yep. Yep. And Pete, you tell people that and they go, no, no, I couldn't be. But now you're also going to have uh, a Mr. Thomas Edison's personal car on the lawn, right? Yes, we are. That's, what is that? You know, you're catching me out here. I <laughs> okay. think it's the Roush and Lang. Ra- um, yes. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's the Roush and Lang. And John Rich is bringing that out from Pennsylvania. Oh. He's got some great early stuff. We, we've got something up our sleeve for 2022 mm. in, the, in the fuel category. And uh, Mr. Rich has, uh, he, he doesn't know it yet, but he's got his target on his back. <laughs> he's got another car we really want. So There you go. There you go, Mr. Rich. Now, you are also got a car that was a car used at the White House through four presidencies, right? Can you believe that? I, I mean, I, I heard that and I went, how can that be? Yeah, I think Taft was the last president. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, when you think about those pre- presidential cars, you certainly don't think about uh, them using an electric car. No, no, it, it's absolutely amazing. And a special class of uh, car. I love the ESOs. Aren't they nice? Uh, yes. Special. Yeah. Beautiful lines. Beautiful yeah. lines. And simple. Um, well, yeah. And, Elegant. You know. Yeah. But, you know, Bertoni was a big part of that. And you will see that. I think every single car in the ESO class is a Bertoni except one Ghia. Mm. And so you can see that uh, when you think of those Bertoni bats, you're going to see some of those lines, yeah. uh, uh, you know, you know, watered down a little bit. They're not, you know, they're not concept cars, mm-hmm. um, but you will certainly see his genius in the ESO class. And I also, since I love racing, there's a couple of racing classes here that are near and dear to my heart. Uh, one is La Carrera Panamericana. Now, I just had a guest on the show two weeks ago that won this year, Carlo, and he was driving for the first time ever in that race, a GT40, uh, <laughs> which is pretty cool. He's going to have it at Laguna Seca during car week, which is kind of neat. But you also are going to have the Porsche 917s, including the Le Mans car, the Le Mans winning car, right? We sure are. That, oh. You know, we've we've got a great class of, of ten cars. Ten. Ten. Whoa! Oh my gosh! Ten. Wow! And, and it could be hard pressed to decide which one you'd like to drive away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just get anyone. I'll take anyone. Yeah, that's going to be absolutely amazing. And then also um, some road racing winner cars. I think you're going to have as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's the 70th anniversary of the Pebble Beach Concours. But as I said earlier, we really started with the Pebble Beach road races. Mm -hmm. So the early cars, I mean, our first winner was an, you know, XK120. And then I think the next one was an Allard. And then after that, we started to have, you know, bigger engine Ferraris come in and win the next, the next uh, three. So we have all five winning cars coming and they'll also be along the water. Oh my gosh, how fun. Now, charities are a very important part of what you guys do. And last year with no event, I would assume there was a concern. How are we going to still help these charities? But you guys pulled it off. You know, I was amazed, Mark. Our A lot of our entrants give a donation, you know, during the, during the process of entering their cars and all that. And so we had pretty generous donations towards the 2020 show. And then uh, Lexus gave us a gorgeous convertible to have an opportunity drawing to support the Boys and Girls Club here on the Monterey Peninsula. The combined effort uh, was about $1.2 million. And because 2020 was so challenging, and I know for 
for a fact that the Boys and Girls Club was really challenged because all these kiddos weren't in school. And so, you know, as we unfortunately well know, some kiddos really only get fed at school. Um, So they were, even though they had to be closed, they were feeding all the kiddos, you know, out out front uh, from their driveway lunch every day. And so we said, well, let's get this money out in the community and get it, get it, you know, working. Mm -hmm. So we, we gave all the money away in 2020. Even without a show, I was pretty proud of the fact that you know no one point two million is is fantastic. It's just incredible. I I, yeah. I heard that and I went, "What? That's amazing." And you know, we normally give away about two million, and it all stays in Monterey County. There's a lot of need here, and 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 not everybody knows that because you know, if you just drive into Pebble Beach, you're you're seeing you know a micro. Yeah, of, you think, oh, everybody, the, everybody here's a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would they need any help? Yeah. yeah. But it, it is. It's the surrounding communities, plus with all the agriculture. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's all those it's, people that keep us fed. You know, yeah, we, we all like that. Yeah. yeah but yeah, this yeah. year, this year, I had sort of thought, well, everybody gave last year and they didn't. They didn't get to have the Concours. Um, and I certainly didn't tell them that they all had to give again. But Mark, we are on target to exceed the 1.2 million from last year and nice. hopefully get pretty close to our normal 2 million. So wow. I'm, I'm pretty proud of our participants and, okay. and the, you know, the judges and all the, the core people that, um, that help our community. Yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Now, can we expect to see all the usual activities? You have the Thursday tour de elegance. Will that still happen? Yeah, there's, there, there are a couple differences. When we set forward to, to go through with our plans to have the event this year and to have the driving event, which is our Thursday tour d'elegance, the city of Carmel wasn't really ready to have us there um, and have that type of a mass gathering. And uh, so, because we normally stop there for lunch. Right. Um, and, and, you know, most of our volunteers are, are my age or older. We're all, you know, in our 60s plus. And I had some feedback from from volunteers feeling a little concerned about doing their duties in a in the packed environment that is part right. of the fun. Oh yeah, of, and know, there's a Thursday. lot of people there. <laughs> yeah, Thursday in Carmel. I mean, they, you know, they're everybody's pretty tightly uh, gathered. But so we won't be stopping in Carmel this year. It, it just was a unfortunate reality during mm-hmm. the planning process. But sure. we will be having the tour. Mm-hmm. So that all the places along the normal tour route will be going. And our turnaround point in Big Sur, which is the furthest south where we go, will be the marker for all these participants so that if there is a tie on Sunday during the Concord judging, if the car participated in the tour, it gets a judging advantage. Mm, yeah. And and so that, that turnaround at Big Sur will be the sort of the check mark for that. That's the green ribbon that we see on some of the yes, cars, right? That's it. That's yep. it. That's the key right there. And will Retro Auto still be occurring? Retro Auto and and our forums will will be happening. We've moved them closer to the lodge at Pebble Beach mm-hmm. in a new area that we're calling Concord Village. Mm-hmm. And basically it's just it's just across the street from the Gooding tent. So, oh, okay. you know, right there where the old driving range was years ago for for the uh, Pebble Beach Golf Links. Yeah. So that'll all be going on. So don't go to Spanish Bay. It won't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be over in Concord Village because, you know, we used to have a lot of displays on the Peter Hay Golf Course. That's right. And uh, Tiger Woods has designed a brand brand new course, short course there, and it's called the Hay. 
And it's stunning, Mark. It's beautiful. Wow. But they won't let me park cars there anymore or put tents up. Oh, <laughs> so, no. Tiger. So, you know, Somebody better call Tiger while he... I know. He, you know, ruined all our fun. He has so, just had a little car accident, I understand. Yeah. I hope he's, so I hope he's healed the, yeah, from that. Yeah, he'll be across the street there yeah. in the Concord Village. So that's where to go for all that great, you know, automobilia and and our forums. Nice. And Gooding is still presenting there, their auctions? Absolutely. And great. boy, I don't know if you've seen their releases. Oh, gosh. They yes. have got a lineup of cars. I right? was, I got one of their mailers the other day and I went, okay, I want that and I want that and I want that. Yeah, <laughs> just everything in this little book. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want it all. Holy cow. Yeah, it, it's just incredible. The car hobby this year and sales of cars at these auctions and what they did last year, all the auction houses and how they really came through is incredible. I know that, you know, the whole bedroom broker scene and, you know, yeah. bring a trailer and then oh, all gosh. these gooding and all these other auctions going to an online format. I mean, that sure kept the, you know, the car buzz alive, didn't it? Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, thank goodness. And there's so many creative things being done by so many people. I participated in a lot of them. It really was tremendous to do the best with a very bad situation. So if I ask you this, and I know it's a tough question, what are you most excited about with this year's Pebble Beach Concord Elegance? That's a really easy question. Is it? Good. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Because, you know, like you, I participated in many online Concord events and, mm -hmm. and did online judging and I'll tell you something. It was fun and it was great to chat with people that I usually get to see face to face, but there's nothing like seeing the cars in person and there's nothing like seeing your car buddies in person. So yeah. uh, no question, it's the first person being there that I am really looking forward to uh, the whole week of Pebble Beach and especially, you know, the Pebble Beach Concours on the Sunday. Yeah, bright and early dawn patrol. You'll be there with a shining face welcoming the cars <laughs> yeah. in the gate, which will be absolutely wonderful. And all you listeners, of course, uh, just go to pebblebeachconcours.net. Uh, if you don't, if you haven't signed up, sign up because they send out some really great things. If you're on social media, sign up for that. There, you guys have done a tremendous job, your team there, of keeping us abreast of what's coming and things that are happening. And Sandra, I just want you, my hat's off to you because your involvement for so long and I didn't realize that you've been with the Concours for over half of the years it's even existed. So my hat's off to you for what you've brought all of us, because this is the best event uh, that happens. And Car Week is definitely a big piece of it. And you guys kind of top the whole thing off. I just want to say thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege, and I know that. And I'm fortunate to have such a fantastic team. You know, this is a they big are. team effort. And, you know, all of our judges, all of our entrants, everybody who puts their heart and soul into it. And uh, it, it, is, it is a great team. And I'm delighted to be a part of it. Yeah. And, and fun people too, that's for sure. Now, before I let you go here, this is maybe a parting piece of wisdom, a comment, a thought that you might share with us about the Concord or about your life within this Concord. Well, I, you know, I, I think I go back to the first person experience, you know, please come enjoy the Pebble Beach Concord this year, if you can, and in the future, because there's a reason it's on the bucket list. As much as you can enjoy it from afar, and through all the great social media and digital world that, you know, we're all a part of, uh, there's nothing like being there and watching a very nervous owner get judged oh, or, yes. you know, <laughs> the crackle in the air when it's it's a truly a competition. And uh, my, my friend Ed Herman, who's no longer with us, but was our announcer for years, he used to say, you know, in Hollywood, 
we always dread dreaded working with children or animals. You know, they were, you know, just a, he said, but cars are even more difficult. Oh. So, you know, getting all these cars up and over the ramp and getting their awards, uh, there's a, there's a lot of moving pieces and it's, it's pretty fun to see. Well, it's amazing to me having attended 30 of these events, it just goes like clockwork. And I know there's all this craziness in the background and people doing the best they can. But every time I've gone, I just kind of sit back and go, wow, they pulled it off again. This is absolutely amazing. So listeners, if you, you know, it's time to get back out. It's time to go do some fun things. If you can get there, you can do this. You can go online, buy tickets online. This is an event you have to attend, even if it's just once in your lifetime. But better yet, take some friends with you and make it a week and have fun because it's absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Sandra, hey, thanks for being a four-time guest here. We'll have you back <laughs> next year, no doubt. Uh, so you're going to have some, a lot of my past guests will be uh, in competition to try to keep up with you, my friend. Uh, but I really want to thank you for spending some time, which right now is kind of a special, or I should say a, a very busy time for you, right? You're kind of getting ready for a big party. Well, Mark, thanks for you. And you know, the the Cars Yeah podcasts are always fantastic. Thank and you. I, uh, it just gives me such hope and uh, so much new knowledge about all the different facets of the hobby. It's incredible. Uh, It's just the people. You really cover it all, and I love that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So until you and I talk again, Sandra, I will see you at the Pebble Beach Concours de Elegant. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett Jackson auctions is contagious and a unique experience is not to be missed. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Cars yeah is TechForce Foundation. They help young people find an education and career that aligns with their passions. For those who love cars, problem solving, and working with their hands, 
A career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org like I do here at Cars Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.